This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. And we're going to get into something. I I was, um, we had a leadership meeting Sunday and um, or a ministry meeting Sunday and there's some things that that I shared with our leaders that I want to reiterate but also add to and um, Elder Hayward looked at me he says this needs to be taught to the church so I I will uh, um, submit to the counsel of those that are wiser than me at times and I will I will uh, explore this subject tonight of unity and teamwork. Somebody say teamwork. Somebody say unity. Um, we have got to be unified. Amen. Um, God has given you abilities and to be able to return those back to the kingdom of God. And how we treat one another is very important when we come together. Amen. Um, treating one another um, in a godly fashion um, is of vital importance, and um, uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. Ecclesiastes chapter number four, and I believe uh, Jacob's back there to help us with scriptures, and then also First Peter chapter number four. Um, get to these scriptures here tonight. Um, and then we'll do Ephesians 4. A lot of fours. So each of those books, Ecclesiastes, Ephesians, and First Peter, all of them in chapter number 4. All right, so let's go with Ecclesiastes first and verse number 4. Uh, chapter number 4, verse number 9. Do I have a volunteer to help read that aloud for me tonight? All right, Emily. Everybody say two is better than one. Is three better than two? Is four better than three? Um, It is. The more we have uh, that are on the same page. Now, this scripture doesn't mean that, uh, that the two are disunified. It's when two come together as one, they are better than one as well. I think it's important for us to realize that we need one another. Look to your neighbor and tell him, I need you. Now, I will confess um, that this is a lesson that I am learning. Um, a, a little bit of a um, personal note. My brother and I, we used to not see eye to eye on a lot of things, and we still don't see eye to eye. We get along great. Um, but we, one thing that uh, we would get tangled up in and get angry at each other is that who would have the basketball in a game? Who would have the ball at the last few minutes of the game? I hated to be on his team because if I passed it to him, I would never get it back. He was a ball hog. That's what we call it. He's a ball hog. You know, he was somebody, and then he would call me the ball hog. Uh, but I learned a principle in playing basketball, 
is a simple play called give and go. Because if you give and you go and drive, typically the person that you gave it to is supposed to look for you and give the ball back to you in a different position to be able to get a good shot or get a, your team a better opportunity for scoring. But him and I, I despised. In fact, we go to the park and I say, I do not want to be on his team. And people look at me and it's like, he's your brother. I said, I don't care. I don't want to be on his team. But the older I got, I realized the value that he brought to being on my team and him and I working together. We became better as we worked together rather than trying to distance ourselves from each other. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. When individuals work together, everybody say together, they can double their strength and get much more done as a team. We work together, we can get more accomplished. We look out for one another, we can get more done. Um, you will, they also reap the value of having worked in unison. How many has ever worked with somebody that you just, it just never seemed to work out? Ever get frustrated at an employee or a coworker and you just can't get on the same page? Um, you just can't seem to get things working well together. That well, but then there's other people that you are in harmony with. It's almost like they know what you're thinking, and they and you know what they're thinking, and they just it's that you're just in sync. Um, and that there's 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 when people work together and are mindful of one another, it's a great reward of what you can accomplish. They uh, would reap the value of having worked in unison, working together, creating harmony instead of disorder. Working as one people begins with efforts of each, other, each person as they work with the other person. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to do some things tonight that, that is going to be kind of fun, but yet hopefully you get a lesson from it. But let's look at 1 Peter chapter number 4, verse number 10. And somebody want to read that for us? He's already got it up there. Somebody read that. 1 Peter 4, 10. All right. As every man hath received. How many has received a gift from God? You've received grace. You've received mercy. You've received a gift from God. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. So as I have received something from the Lord, I should have the same attitude of giving that to somebody else. So if I have received mercy, I need to be able to give mercy. All right? How many like to be loved? We all love. Love, love to give love, but we like to receive love. But sometimes we hold our love hostage from giving it because of what somebody has done to us. What if the Lord held his love hostage when he went to the cross? Oh, wait a minute. I'm not going to lay down this cross because I, I know Tamela was not good. He knew her before she was even born. But if he had second thoughts, I don't know about this. These people aren't going to love like I loved. These people are not going to really get it to what I, I want them to truly love one another. 
But yet, in spite of the people despising him, he still loved. He still gave of himself in great love. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. And here's the last part of that verse is as good stewards. Everybody say stewards. You got to be a good steward of what God has given to you. You got to be a good steward of the manifold grace of God. Whatever God has given to you, you have to be a good steward to give that in return. Each person has something unique. You, each one of us have something unique and special to offer as being just a human being. Let's just put it that way. So we must recognize the many gifts that have been created through God's love. Together, our team of, or church here today um, has many options and great things to share with one another, but sometimes we are afraid to get to know somebody because we may not understand or we don't really have, think we have enough to give and we, we have our own little uh, life and, and, and we're comfortable with that. And I had one person tell me that, Pastor, getting to know people just complicates my life. It's complicated the more people I get to know. And it gets tough and I just, I, I don't know about all this. But I wonder if what the Lord had that same, same attitude. Jesus says, whoever, whoever will, let him come. I, I, I'll forgive them. I, I'll love them as well. Ephesians 4.32. I need somebody to read that aloud. Ephesians 4.32. Um, I like to read this verse in a little different fashion. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted. It's hard for some of us guys to be tenderhearted. Forgiving one another, even as for, for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. For his sake he has forgiven you. It's important to look out for one another, to be tender to one another, to strive to be thankful for one another, to, to work together even though it seems like it's not working out. You got to be kind. You got to be forgiving. You got to be, uh, to be loving. You got to be the, have the, the tender heart about us. So I, I need a couple of volunteers. Those of you who are in ministry uh, meeting on Sunday, you just have to hold your peace. I need two volunteers that don't mind getting a little messy. Now they just eliminated everybody. I need two volunteers. All right, Randy, anybody else? You can, you, you can, you can stay right there. That'd be fine. You know, Rick? All right. All right. Um, he says, you're killing me. Um, Rick, this is Randy. Randy, Rick, shake hands. Be friendly. Be, t be tenderhearted. Yeah. Maybe a hug. Yeah, bring it in. There you go. Okay. That was awkward. All right. <laughs> um, Randy, do you trust Rick? All right. Rick? Okay. That was confidence. I appreciate the confidence and, you know, they, what else are they going to say right now, right? Um, we're going to start with something that's 
Um, it's going to be, you're not going to get messy. I'm just, babe, you might, I don't know. That's up to you. Um, we're going we're gonna to start something. This right here, does anybody know what this is? I'm about to take a bite, but I'm gonna give it to you. You don't, no, don't eat it. Um, Rick, I want you to stand right over here, and Randy, I want you to stand here and face each other. Um, you ever played the game, um, you know, you toss something and back and forth with a water balloon or an egg? Um, which I have down here. The, um, but we're going to start slow. And um, it's, it's a very important in this game. The object of the game is to what? He said toss it, and he said don't drop it. So, but yes, just to toss it, and for him not to drop it, right? Now, when he has the marshmallow, your job is to what? And for him not to what? Okay, so that's the object of, of, of the game. Um, to, to, to toss it and not drop the marshmallow. Now, I have more marshmallows here in case we do drop some, but it's not going to hurt anything. So, Randy, if you will, I want you to throw the marshmallow um, to Rick, and, and hopefully he will catch it. What do you think you should do? Okay. Now, I'm glad he didn't overhand this thing and throw it at his head. Now, many of us would, would do that, and I, I remember playing a game with this very game with my brother, and we had the small, small marshmallows, and we would try to catch them in our mouth. Now, I'm not going to ask you to do that today. Yeah, it's rather large, but we would play the game, and my brother just so happened when I wasn't looking when we were doing that, he actually put a marshmallow in his mouth first and then threw it to me, and I caught it with my mouth that he had already had that marshmallow in his mouth. But we won't do that today. That's another reason why I don't want my brother on my team, okay? Um, so we're going we're gonna to notice something here. Now, Rick, I want you to take that marshmallow, and in an orderly fashion for him to catch it, I want you to throw it, throw it to him. All right, so the chances are pretty good that you're going to catch it when you both do that, right? So take a step back, both of you. Now, if you want Rick not to catch this marshmallow, what would you do? You throw it over his head. All right. So I want you to throw it in the fashion you do not want Rick to catch it. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, whose fault was that? Mine. But he touched it, though, but he didn't catch it. He could have jumped, but he's not a young man, so we're not going to ask him to, to jump. All right. Now, Rick, you're going to do the same thing. If you do not want him to catch it, I want you to throw it in, an area, or in a fashion that you don't want him to catch it. Very, very good. Now, there's something interesting about this game of teamwork. Now, the object of the game is to keep throwing it until you how far you can get by both catching the marshmallow, right? And not, not dropping the marshmallow. This is much like our relationships with each other, working together in the kingdom of God. Now, now when Randy wants to throw this in a relationship-based kind of thing and wants to work with Rick and wants to be successful in this relationship, it's very important to our conversations, the way we treat one another. We want to be received well, right? 
So in order to have a good relationship with Rick and him not get mad at me, I don't throw a marshmallow overhand over above his head. Right? I don't want him to necessarily despise my throwing ability. So you're going to throw again. I want you to couple, take a couple steps back, maybe three or four. Now I want you to throw that marshmallow to the best of your ability so that this man can catch that marshmallow. That was pretty good. Now he threw it right where... He was, right? Now, Rick, I want you to throw the marshmallow back to him in a fashion that he can catch it. Now, he, uh, we need two more volunteers. This is not going to work if they do not catch the marshmallow. Because what I'm going to give to you next, you got to be careful. Um, we're going to do it again, and I want you to think about your throwing, and I want you to think about how you're going to toss this marshmallow to create an opportunity for him to catch that in the best way possible. So I want you to throw that marshmallow. Now this time, he threw differently. Now he threw it and it landed in the same spot. I didn't ask him to do this. But he threw that differently because he thought about how he was going to throw it. What was the difference between his first throw and his second throw? Overhanded and underhanded, and you said, Anna, he cared. Gentle, he was tender-hearted. You got an awe. Now, when you're with your lovely wife at home, there are times, brother that in our conversations were more intentional and tender-hearted than other times. <laughs> Sometimes we're not, it's not that we mean to, but we just didn't think about how we brought up that conversation or brought up something in our life, right? So, Rick, I want you now, and I want you to think about it, the best throw that you can so that Randy has the greatest opportunity to catch that marshmallow. All right. Let's give him a good hand. That was pretty good. Now, y'all just stay right there with me. I'm standing. You can stand with me. All right. First Peter, let's go back to, um, no, let's stay at Ephesians 4.32. And be kind to one another. Right? So when, I, when you come into the house of God and you see Brother Rick, kind to him. Don't throw darts at him or marshmallows. Right? Or do you? <laughs> yeah, they pat people down for darts now, don't they? We have security for that now. Metal detectors. But we don't have marshmallow detectors, you know. So what happens is when, we, when we're around the people of God, and if we want to be a good witness to Brother Rick over here, it's in order for me to, in order to have that relationship, I need to be kind to him. I, this is going to be a give and go kind of thing that I, I receive, I, I, I give to him a compliment, or I, I encourage him in prayer, or I encourage him in the Lord. And if I throw that, go ahead and throw that the best of your ability for him to catch it, 
he will receive that tender-hearted word with ease. And then he receives that and says, I'm going to throw it back to Randy. Oh, snap. That's all right. But here, here's, here's the thing that sometimes we, before, some of us, to be careful how we treat one another and we throw things at people in words or in deeds or we ignore somebody. The tender heart with a loving word, forgiving one another. When we throw that marshmallow, it can be a forgiveness that we're throwing to somebody. It could be mercy that we throw to somebody. It could be love that we throw to somebody. But if, what if somebody does come in? Randy, bad this time. What if I do come in a bad mood? Things aren't going well. Have one of those. And I come in and I want to just kind of go ahead and lob another one at him. And, and it's just tough and now, he, he, it seems like he, he, he's like, I, I'm coming to the house of God and things aren't, I, I'm just catching a lot of flack here today. Or not catch it. So what happens is, if the person comes in with a sour attitude, on that side too, brother, and they're not doing, my job is to do what? Not to pick them up and throw them back at him. It's to go pick them up say, you know what, he must be having a rough, rough go at it. And I'm going to come bridge that gap and toss some love. Drop the love. Oh, mercy. Bring a little prayer and show a little love to Rick. Many times there were people, and I, I don't get it right all the time. You don't get it right all the time that we try to treat people well, but sometimes we don't get it right. So let me say amen. But when somebody treats us in the way that we feel like we shouldn't be treated, it should not bring up a wall of defense. We should pick up that marshmallow, let's say, and take it to them and return that with love. You know, one of the things in, in the home is that... Um, I try to be a good husband. I do my best to be a good husband. And what I have learned over the 24 years of being married is that I don't respond quickly to things. Now, that can backfire on you if you don't respond quickly. 
But what I try not to do is respond emotionally. You know what I'm talking about. That if somebody says something to me that I don't like, and you kind of get your, you kind of get sideways just a little bit, I don't pick up that marshmallow and hurl it right back at them. Because my wife is, she's a beautiful lady. And I love her to death. And I wouldn't want to do anything to hurt her. So I got to check my emotions, pick up that marshmallow, and return a little bit of love to her. You know what softens my wife more than anything else is love, tenderness, kindness, joy, not human emotions. Sometimes we will throw things at people just to get emotion out of them. Don't you even care? Give me something. React to me somehow. But the Bible tells us to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for, uh, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. We're talking about teamwork here, talking about unity here tonight. Third John 1 and 8. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers in truth. Somebody say fellow helpers. We're all teammates in this thing. We are to work together. We should aspire to be more like the Lord when we treat one another. We should inspire. We, uh, we should be more like God so we can inspire others to seek the truth in love. Romans 15 and 5. Now the God of patience. Somebody say patience. And consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward what's up there. It's like, man, y'all know that scripture. That's great. I forgot the words are up there. Now, God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. Once we truly learn to love one another, we must remember to consider the various positions we have been in as a team player. We've all had a I just use this as an example. I've told my kids this. I asked them, did you get up off the wrong side of the bed? <laughs> I won't look up, but I know some of you are probably look at your spouse or somebody close to you and like, they got up on the wrong side of the bed today. Maybe they need to go back to bed, turn the light out, put the alarm back on, then try it again. Uh, but this is another great lesson of how teamwork builds character and spiritual maturity as if we are patient towards one another. Be like-minded as Christ wants us, to, wants us to be. Hebrews 10, chapter number 24. Guys, don't go anywhere. I got more tricks up my sleeve. Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number 24. Let us, is it up there yet? There we go. Let us consider one another. To provoke unto love and to good works. I want to provoke love out of you, brother. So what's the best way to provoke love out of you? Smile at you. Consider you. See you as Christ sees you. To love you in spite of the differences that we may have. See, teamwork and encouragement go hand in hand. We are here to encourage one another. Somebody say amen. 
in order for this marshmallow not to drop, I have to consider my brother. I got to consider my brother. No matter how far apart we are, I got to consider how I'm going to have this relationship. Am I going to despise him? Lick that marshmallow and hope it sticks to his forehead. That would be interesting if you want to try that. Okay, there's a spot on top. He may have better luck getting it on your forehead. I, I don't know. It's shiny up there. He waxed that today. He could probably get one on there. Shiny guy. Went through the car wash and got that looking good. To encourage one another. To get the best out of each other. To love one another. To recognize one another for who they are and that they're God's child. So I, I got to provoke love out of them. I want the best out of them. I, I, I don't want to drop the ball or drop the marshmallow or God help us an egg. Because I have an egg. Now I considered... that these brothers love each other so much and that they prefer one another so much that this egg will not drop in the sanctuary. Help us, Lord. Why don't you guys come together? Now, we won't go to the far lengths of the walls. or But you've practiced a little bit, right, with marshmallows. Give you. Let me make sure you don't have bricks for hands. No, we got a carpet cleaner. Don't worry about it. I got cleaning materials. And these marshmallows are warm. My word. Okay. Now, let me just say this. This is not a boiled egg. Um, because here's the thing. I thought about, I actually texted Becky to ask her, Help me with boiled eggs. But I thought about it for a little bit. And it's really not a boiled egg. Um, it's about expired egg. It's, you know, it's about to be expired. But what happens in a relationship if we don't really take good care of it? It'll fall apart and it'll break. So that's the kind of relationship we got to have with one another. That we really take care of how we communicate. That we really take care of who I'm talking to and the relationship that I'm having. I may not understand everything about Rick, and he may not understand everything, but I'm going to take care of this relationship because the unity of working together is great importance in the house of God. We pray for one another. We lean to one another. We need one another. Randy, you need Rick for this to be successful. Rick, do you need Randy? <laughs> he says, I need him to hand it to me. No, I'm not going to have you guys throw, you know, long distances. Or but I, I, I do understand one thing. And you said something very profound. I feel like this is a marriage ceremony right here. 
bringing you all together. And, no, but this is a friend thing that we are bound, bound together. And in order for take care of this, you kind of beat me to the punch. In order to take care of this egg that is not boiled, brother, in order for me to take care of this relationship, to have unity in spirit, it's okay to do what? Go ahead. He held that. You see how he grabbed that? He didn't just kind of, he. God is precious. Our relationship of love one to another is precious. It's brings strength because you need Rick more than you know you need him. You know what's important about just showing up to church? Just showing up to church brings strength to me. It brings strength, hopefully, to you. Down because that is not a boiled egg. That one. So I, I'm debating how many steps we should go back. Should we have them step back, y'all? Some of you are saying no, and others saying yes. <laughs> Shay is like, yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do. I don't want you to hand it to him, but maybe at this distance. I want you to take care. Pass it along. You better put your hands out, brother. That was about an inch. But here's what, they were this far apart, but here's what Rick did. He reached out and put it in his hand. He reached out and preferred his brother not to drop it, so he gave it to him. So you can do one of two things. You can prefer your brother to catch it to the best of his ability, and you can do it however you want. Yep. You can throw it. You can underhand it. You can roll it. But in order for him to receive that egg that is precious without it being cracked, do what you need to do to make sure it is not cracked. Wasn't that sweet? Bible teaches us that as every man hath received a gift, even so minister the same one to the other. To make sure that the unity is not disturbed and we don't break things and we don't drop things, that we prefer one another. That we will go at great lengths to make sure that we don't drop. Now, we may be far apart. Take a couple steps back. Three or four steps back. Now, y'all don't want to. Now, we had these marshmallows a few minutes ago. And you, they just so nonchalantly even throw it. And you get the egg. I could toss this, Nina. There you go. 
I could, I could throw, just Naomi, don't eat them. Brittany, somebody. Dad opened up his mouth like I was going to throw it in his mouth. Now, if he would have caught it in his mouth, I, that would have been funny. See how we treat marshmallows? But when we have a precious thing like the kingdom of God, we've got to be careful how we treat one another. Exactly like I'm going to throw it. So even though we may be far apart and we may not understand each other, we may not fully comprehend everything there is to know. We may come from a different culture, a different background. And, but even though I may not understand, even though I may not know him, I'm going to prefer him enough to treat him with respect on how to toss this relationship back and forth. So, Rick, you are far apart from Randy. So I want you to do the best you can again. How would you want to, the best of your ability, to make sure Randy receives that and not crack it? What are you going to do? You're going to walk it over there to him. <laughs> now, the importance of this. Now, if this was, if we really tossed this back and forth, there is a good potential that that egg would crack if I threw it even ever so softly because our hands sometimes don't kind of work and crack. And when something is cracked, and it, it, would, it would cause a mess. It would cause the floor to get dirty. Our garments would somehow get... Uh, Messy. So we got to prefer one another so that things don't get messy. That we're tender-hearted enough to make sure things don't get, we have to clean things up all the time. And sometimes relationships get messy. But if we prefer one another and we try to provoke love out of one another and good works out of one another, and we go to our brothers and sisters and we hand things to them rather than throwing things at them, our relationships will even be more successful than they were if we just didn't take care. Somebody say, take care. There have been times that I try to be a good husband, but there are times that I'm not the best husband because I don't take care of the words that I say. That I say things, and I didn't mean it that way, but it came out that way, and therefore I have to eat the very words that I shared. I have somebody close to my wife and I that him and his, um, they're not married, but they have been on again, off again, and he is using social media to divide the friends on their social media list casting stones at her and she is casting stones at him and it's all played out for all the world to see on social media. What's going to happen is, is because it's happened before, is that they're going to come back together. Try to mend the fence. and Then they're going to have to go back and delete everything that they shared on social media. If we don't take care of the words that we hear, we will have to eat them. We will have to, if I can say this, we'll be ashamed of our actions. So even though I may 
be emotionally disturbed about something or something doesn't seem right and I, I don't agree, I'm still going to go to the prefer my brother enough to hand things to him and be gentle and be tenderhearted one to another. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing. Somebody say the same thing. And that there be no divisions among you, but that ye perfectly join together in the same mind and in the same judgment. I think most divisions come when we talk about one another and we say things that perhaps that is be careful way you start a conversation when you say now don't tell so and so about this what do you think about this or what do you think about that because if you plant a thought in somebody's mind to kind of get to your side of things, then that is gossip, and you are creating division within the church. Now, I, I, I will say this, that if, if um, how can I say this? Um, let me just say it this way. Be careful what you say and how you say it. Be careful how you treat the body of Christ. Be careful of the egg that's in your hand. Be careful of the relationships because there's going to be a come a time when you're going to need that relationship. That you're going to need that love. You're going to need that prayer. You're going to need your brother and your sister. So be careful how you treat your brothers and your sister. Let us all speak the same thing. Let us all believe the same thing. Let us be perfectly joined together in the same mind with love and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the only way that we can be of one mind and one accord is if we're all in Jesus Christ. We're all in Jesus Christ and he is in us. If somebody does offend you, go back to them, pick up that marshmallow pick up that egg or whatever the case may be and return to them with love and with a heart that says, what's going on? How can I help you? What's, what's happening in our life? Too many times in the house of God or in the kingdom of God, especially in this world, that when something doesn't go our way, we begin to plaster things either on social media or we begin to plaster other people against the wall through words and conversations and telephone calls. If something is called into question, go to that person and ask them, is everything okay? Have I offended you? What can I do to help? Prefer your brother, prefer your sister in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 10, the scripture is instruction the scriptural instruction is to recognize that we are all part of one body. So if I treat one part of the body wrong, I'm, I'm infecting the rest of the whole. I am, I, I, I've infected the, the, whole, the whole lump, if you will. We may be single people within this world we live in, but all of us are part of a greater whole. 
We share in the world that is made from God's love. Thus we are also share the same heart, same faith, and sit in the same places. And if we want people to come in there to have love one to another, we have got to demonstrate love towards one another. I think this is a great loving church. I believe this is a church that does prefer one another, help one another, to reach out one to another. But we have got to recognize that we are one body. And with one hurts, we all should hurt. First Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 14, the last, last verse. Gentlemen, you can sit down. Uh, I'm running out of time. You can have that marshmallow, brother. You just go ahead. Help yourself. I don't know where that's been, but go ahead. I don't have any sticks, no fire. Here, I can, I can take it. This scripture here is kind of the, the simplest, maybe the clearest statement about teamwork in the Bible, about unity. For the body is not one member, but many. In essence, this is the simplest and the clearest statement about teamwork or the unity in the Bible. The body of Christ or the, the people that are the whole of humanity are a team body is not supported by one person, but by all of us. Everybody say all of us. We all should care about the body. Uh, we all should care about the way the body is represented even in the community. To a guest that comes in here, we want to make sure we take care of the body enough that when a guest does come into this place that they feel the love of the body of Christ. We are one. We are strongest. We are strongest working together in unity. I, the final parable I want to, to bring to you today is, is the parable of the, of, of the vineyard. And the, the Bible teaches us, and I should, uh, let's see if we can turn there. Um, I think I used this example on Sunday, I do not have it written down. The, the parable of the, uh, of the vineyard, and he is at the, uh, or the parable of the field where the gentleman was, the, the, the master was trying to get workers, laborers to work in the field. They help me find out where that scripture's at. Laborers in the field. Uh, there we go. Matthew chapter number. 20, here it is, for the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever it is right, I will give to give you. And they went their way. And again, he went out the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? And they said to him, Because no man hath hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also, also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said to them, To the stewards, Call the laborers and give them their hire. And beginning from the first unto the last. And when they came and that were hired about the 11th hour, they received every man a, somebody say it, 
That sounds like good wages, doesn't it? They received a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they had, they, they should have received more. They likewise received every man a penny. So the person that got up at sunrise on the field got the same amount of pay than the guy that came at the 11th hour. That sounds kind of unfair. Like working all day and then somebody shows up to the job site and they get paid the same as you being there all day. But the key element to this parable or this story is that one can do a lot of work, but two can do a whole lot more work. The Bible says that one can send a thousand, but two can send... So the more laborers he added, the more got accomplished. I would be venture to say that at the 11th hour, the whole group of, of people that were working in that vineyard harvested more at the 11th hour than they did the first hour. Because they worked together. And the reason why they got paid the same is because they worked together and they were able to harvest out that vineyard more than if one person or just a few people worked the entire day. There's something to be said for that if you're late to the game and don't get upset if somebody shows up late to the game to help you, you can get more accomplished done in that last hour than you did all day if people put their mind together to work for the kingdom. Because one can send a thousand, but two can send 10,000. So I, I, I feel like we, we have got to understand today that doesn't matter when people show up or what their talents are, what's going on and where they're from and what nationality they are, what culture they're from, is when they show up, we have to receive them with open arms and say, let's work together in the kingdom of God. Let's get this thing done. We're not going to be able to build a church with just two or three people. We need everybody. I, I, I need everybody. I need your thought. I need your understanding. I need your wisdom. I, 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 need, I need to understand more. That's why we read. That's why we discuss. That's why we talk about things. Because two are better than one. You can walk around and hold a marshmallow all day. If you don't give it to anybody, what's the marshmallow? I forgot to turn off my notifications on my phone, y'all. He keeps beeping. I'm sorry. I hope you understand a little bit what I'm trying to say here today is that we need to work together to grow this thing, the kingdom of God. We're not here to grow Lifeway Apostolic Church. This is just a place that we grow together. We're here to grow the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. We're here to grow the kingdom of God. As a result of that, Lifeway will grow. We've got to grow the kingdom. And how we do that is we prefer one another. We work with one another. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpeneth. Y'all know this. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Help one another. Help perfect one another. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge other people and let them grow in you as you grow, hopefully, in them. Last scripture, Ephesians 4, 11. Very popular verse of scripture he given us each talent each 
abilities to grow the kingdom of God. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some preachers. He, God has designed the church that a pastor needs a teacher. An apostle needs a pastor. There needs to be prophets. There needs to be evangelists. I, the last evangelist that we had come through here in, in, in January, I believe it was, and in February, I, I told him that was the perfect complement between a pastor and an evangelist. And I said, that realized in me that I need an evangelist in my life. I need an evangelist for this church. We need a prophet in, for this church. We need, we need people that are willing to invest in the body because the body we need one of the, just like many cultures and peoples of the world have their great minds and speakers and teachers, so does each team or each church have great players. They'll, they'll have people that, have, that are destined to do great things within the body, but if we don't allow them to be a part of the body, then we're missing out on a great opportunity. Master of the vineyard, if he not, when not, did not go out to the 11th hour, and get the idle hands at work, they would have not had the harvest that they had had. We need to rely on one another, help one another, use each other's talents for the glory of God. I'm telling you this, that this is something I am having to work on it myself. I've had many of you come to me and say, Pastor, give me something to do. And it's something that is hard sometimes for me because I feel like I can just do it on my own. But I, I don't do it as well as other people. So I need to rely on other people to help me be what, what help get the church to where we want it to be. So to, to, to trust people and to help people grow and help me grow, we have to rely on one another. Throw that marshmallow and that egg to one another to trust each other, to provoke love, to provoke unity within the body of Christ. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.